and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 253 of There's No Rain Like Tara, <laughs> a Stargate First Watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And do not adjust your listening devices. Um, yeah, this is the, uh, what is it? The sleep story version. Yep, this is, this is the, um, <laughs> the gentle rain on a tin roof edition. Uh, while telling you a story so that you can fall uh-huh. asleep to I don't think anyone would be able to fall asleep to us Not as talking. weird as it's going to get. Um, <laughs> we are experiencing a light drizzle, and we are still doing outdoor records. Yep. For a couple weeks more. A little bit longer, guys. Just a little bit longer. Bear with us. Um, so here we are. Um, and today, we're bringing you SG Atlantis. It's yes. been a long time. It's been a couple weeks. Um, season 3, yes. episode 10. Uh-huh. The Return Part one. Uh-huh. AKA RDA. RDA. <laughs> That's all I have. My well we may come up with a better AKA. Currently my AKA is just World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. I like that. Because it is a highlight scene in this episode. It is pretty I don't know where that y'all came out of. It's the goddamn rain. Sorry y'all. Just dead silence. I don't know. I'm not editing it out. I'm not Let's doing it. it. This is us now. Um, that scene was perfect because it, everyone's uncomfortable. We will get to it. Um, but first, how has your week been? Uh, my week has been good. I was trying to think of like what pop culture I did. I and I say this on repeat. I feel most weeks I just watched a lot of Vox Machina. Same. Uh, <laughs> we did catch the end of WandaVision, which I feel like we'll have a separate discussion on that shit later. Yes. That may come. We're going to give it a little a week or two. Maybe we'll give you guys a tangent. Yeah. Because holy moly, there's a lot Because there was there. a lot. Yeah. Um, I saw... Oh my gosh, I just blanked in the name of the film. Jon Stewart's film he released oh. last year. Irresistible, I believe is the name of it, because I think it has resistance center of it. Okay. It's a, it's a cute little... Um, political comedy with Steve Carell and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> like, there is an impressive cast list in there. Nice. You know what? It is delightful. Is it groundbreaking? No. It is certainly delightful, though. It's fun. Uh, also takes place in Wisconsin. So I'm a fan of that. I like it. Um, I did very little anything watching this week. It's, it was a crazy grace week. Yeah. Uh, midterms and all. Um, but I did, I'm going to get, I'm going to be very basic. I did watch, I catch up on a couple episodes of This Is Us. Okay. Probably the most show, on, most popular show on, on network television. I've seen like, I think three episodes. So let me tell you, um, they do this really cool thing where they bring in characters from different times and places. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and know. you don't always yeah. know how they're related to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to spoil this one a little because I just thought it was really cool. Do it. Um, and so they did this great thing where they placed the show in current times. So coronavirus mm-hmm. is a thing. Um, and there's people having babies, people 
going places and so everything's done on screens we're you know we're taking phone calls we're facetiming yeah and one of the side stories you're like who is this person i don't recognize them they're not related to anything um but you do get this idea that there are some sort of programmer some sort of uh, engineer yeah um person involved in in that kind of tech um, and he's talking about, like, his love for Alan Turing, blah, blah, blah. He meets someone. I do love Alan Turing. Um, so at the end of the episode, we finally figure out who this person is. Mm-hmm. So they run in a side storyline of the actual guy who put together the algorithm that allows video calls to happen. That's super cool. It was really freaking cool. That's super cool. It was him and his team from the 60s yeah. to now yeah. are the guys who basically invented video calling. That's super sweet. And so it was this very cool little homage to like, thanks for making all of this possible mm-hmm. in this crazy time. It's it's this... I'm gonna cry. It's this <laughs> way of showing how it's so easy to forget that there's a lot of good in our advancements. There's a lot of... We get so yeah. sucked into the toxicity of the things that are the internet, the the social media, po- you know what I mean? 100%. But there's so much out there that we're like, we know it's there. It's just it's just so quiet compared to the bad stuff. It's just one of those where how much more difficult would have this past year been if yeah. this was in the 90s? Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, because part of the reason that even made this past year slightly more bearable is the fact that even though we're separated by distance, we can call up anyone on FaceTime yeah. or on Google Meets or yeah. on Zoom yeah. and still get to talk with them and see their face. Right, right. Um, it's groundbreaking. It's really is, you know, one of the things that... You know, as humanity, there's a lot of shit that we, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shit that we didn't mm-hmm. as well. So I think this is one of those where I'm like, it was really cool that they showed it. It was really cool that we got to see it. Yeah. Very interesting. To pro- I just really love the show. It's just really well done. Um, it deserves all of the accolades it gets. Gotcha. It really does. It's not one of those where it's like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, it's not likable. Some things are likable because they're just boring enough yeah. uh-huh. to where everyone's fine with it. I, I Yes. I can name off shows. Yeah. This isn't that. Yeah. This just is really well done all the time. So in a slight spin off that, yeah. one of the things I didn't mention because I'm not finished with, I mean, the season's not complete yet. We They just started the season, um, but is For All Mankind, which oh. we know is a huge, huge fan of in the first season. Yeah. Well, in the second season, we jump ahead to the to the 80s. Oh, cool. They do a really interesting thing. They do this great alternative history, and they have, like, this um, smash cut of all of these news stories going slightly different than the way our oh. actual history went. A couple different presidencies. Prince Charles married Camilla. Um, like, wow. the Pope didn't survive an assassination attempt like or it's not an attempt at that point yeah, but yeah, yeah. all these different things it was just slightly off of the history but the great thing is because in the for all mankind universe we had a base on the moon 
Yeah. Early on in this, you know, in this early 70s. I kind of watched that. That's Apple TV? It's Apple TV. Okay. But what's cool is, so you also have, <clears throat> Russia has a base on the Mars. And so in this world, the Cold War is ramped up even higher than before. And Holy so because crap. we have a base on the moon and because our space technology got more advanced and because in this universe so much more money was being funneled into the space program <clears throat> you have characters in the mid 80s who have cell phones there's like laptops wow. they had video calls so you see how this technology in this universe yeah. in the 80s is bumped up to like late you know mid to late 90s era that's nuts because of the advancement of the space program and because of the tension that yep. the Cold War yep. is putting on yep. things. That's kind of cool. It's real. It's real Whoa. interesting. What a trip! <laughs> and we're also uh, rewatching, rewatching for me. First watching for Nick, so we can get to the newest season of The Expanse. And the only main takeaway for that is, guys, a watch it, and b um, is The Expanse the one where people leave Earth and then they come back and then it's shitty for them? No, that's no. the th that's the the one hundred the. Whatever number it is. Yeah, that's not The Expanse. The okay. Expanse is probably one of the most realistic science fiction series okay. in terms of how you handle travel through the solar system and things like that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, my favorite thing about it is, uh, Grace can see this, I am wearing my flight suit today. I have a love affair of the jumpsuits on this series. I have a crush on the jumpsuits. I'm into it. I, yeah. I will check it out. I will... <laughs> eight weeks, guys. <laughs> eight weeks, eight weeks, and I'm done. It's on your list. It's... I do highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. I think one, at some point, I'm going to... Uh, you know what? I'm going to ask right now. Yeah. I'm going to ask people to... Holy shit, hang on to your social media. Oh, man. Uh, send us on Twitter or <laughs> Facebook or email... Grace's recommendations? Recommendations. And then we're going to build a list. For when Grace is free. When I'm free from this. When you're free. <laughs> free falling. That is how it's going to feel. Because <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself with that kind of time on my hands. Let's be honest. I'm going to lose it a little bit. So uh, probably having some TV to watch will be good. Um, I just want to, just to give people a visual... Grace's dogs aren't tiny. No. And I right now see a very large dog donut on what is not a very large chair. No. He's curled up real tight. Perfectly Here's... balanced in the tightest dog donut I've ever seen him in. They're, they're so big that my other boy has to let his leg hang. Yeah. In order to fit. But they're calm. The rain. I think maybe the sleep story has helped them. The sleep story. Listen. If if this Guys, podcast don't listen to this nothing, podcast while driving. This podcast puts dogs to sleep. Yeah, so if you need to put your dog, we should put our uh, our NPR voices on. This week on There's No Place Like Tara. Oh wait. I have to say mm -hmm. the date. Oh yes. September twenty second, two thousand and six. <laughs> we have gone back in time from the previous episode of SG one. Oh, I was going to ask where our timeline looked like. Yeah, so this aired at the same time as um, the Quest Part 1. <laughs> okay, got it. So, we, well, we're off unlike planet. you, Questing. had to wait six months to yeah. see what happened on the other side of that wormhole. Oh, I appreciate you it. You have to wait 
like an hour. One week. Yeah. Well, from, from yeah, that's fair. From now. Yeah. An hour. Because you'll be watching it once we're done recording. Um, yeah. That's how that goes down. Written, because I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> written by Martin Garrow, directed by Brad Turner. Guest starring a little known man by the name of Richard Dean Anderson. Woo! Also Robert Bacardo. Also Ryan Robbins. Also Bill Dow. Also Gary Jones. Also Mitch Pelagi. Also <laughs> Bo Bridges. Basically everyone except the MSG1 team. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I was glad to see some Siler action in there. Also, yes, also Siler. <laughs> Um, our actual guest star, I guess you could say, for this oh, I episode. Oh, why I'm yawning. I didn't have coffee today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't be functioning. I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, is Megan Leitch. Leitch? Oh. I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name, Megan. But if you're like me, you do know her face from somewhere. She did look familiar. Is this the ancient? The lead ancient? Yes. Where is she from? I don't know if you would have known it. Okay. Uh, She is Samantha Mulder from X-Files. It's Fox's sister who is abducted at a young age. No, I do know that much. Okay. I do know she exists. Well, I didn't know if you'd recognize her face from it is when I I think I've seen her. Okay, here's how I know a lot of the things that I know, but I know I haven't watched. Yeah. I watched a lot of, like, VH1's I Love the 80s, (laughs) I Love the 90s, and things like that. And they would show clips of Most likely she was somewhere in there. So that's probably where I saw her. And the dog donut is awake. The dog dog donut donut is repositioning. Is reversing into a mirror image of the previous dog donut. And the judges judges score (laughs) on that reverse mirror image. I'm going to say a nine. He's slightly off center. He he is. He's lacking confidence. That he didn't. He didn't really quite make that landing. I don't know where we are today, but it's loopy times. <laughs> this is what happens. When you don't have coffee. Yeah, it's weird. Previously on Atlantis. Yes. Remember that time we found ancients, but turns out they were they weren't ancients. They were actually replicators, and yes. they were not happy to see us. They were assholes. Cool. So the episode starts with McKay, with as much ego as you would expect from McKay. Uh, explaining the McKay-Carter Intergalactic Gate Bridge Network. Yeah. <laughs> we heard about this earlier from McKay when him and John were, like, looking for unused gates. Sam calls it that? Do you think she calls it the Carter-McKay? I don't think Sam cares. <laughs> it's fair. I will say, Carter-McKay rolls off the tongue. It does. And it's one of those where uh, it's probably, it, Sam would be like, sure, it makes sense. It's alphabetical, but it's McCain. He's going to pitch a fit, and I don't feel like dealing with that. Yeah. Also, Carter-McKay sounds like a name of someone I go to college with. Carter- to explain the kind of college I go to. <laughs> Carter-McKay. Um, so basically, the, they lined up all the Stargates. Yep. Um, all Atlantis on one side, near the Pegasus, and then, and then all the SG-1s. On the Atlanta, the Milky Way side, <laughs> yeah. you go in one gate. Yeah, you hopscotch along. You just so I feel like they. Do you think they built this model out of connects? Probably because they made a model for this. You oh, know that. I will get to that. Okay. Well, the model that we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon, because yeah. I have words. Okay. Um, they're good words. Um, yeah. and then you have a midway station in the center. Mm-hmm. And then you, you it's basically... where your truck stop is. Your, your truck stop Pick is. Pick up some boiled you peanuts. You know there... Someone has to stay there. I mean, you know there's going to be, like, a little tiny snack shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, like, a coffee and donuts. Yeah. Get your bag of There's Cheetos. a restroom. Get some old, cold pizza. 100%. Or heat lap pizza. And then you jump into the other side. And you Make a soda journey. out of 37 flavors in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
And it takes about 30 minutes. I want to go to a truck stop now. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of genius work on the case part, clearly, in order to nachos. create this. I don't know where I am. You know what I would really I'm here, love? I'm here, I plastic cheese nachos. Yes. Like, it's disgusting. Yes. But I want With plastic cheese jalapenos. nachos. Mm, like, mm, mm. no one should eat it. However, I really want plastic the, cheese nachos. It's just been sitting there all day. Yeah. <laughs> it has, like, you put, the, if it's a, if it, there's a ladle version, there's just, like, a skin over it. Yeah. 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 And you, you, like, use the ladle to kind of move the skin uh -huh. over. And just get out of the way. the skin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and a hot dog. I think I'm just hungry. Okay. <laughs> Coffee is an appetite suppressant. That makes Cue sense. Cue okay. applause, as McKay says. Yes. Um, although Kate, McKay's little ego trip ends as soon as Caldwell comes onto the bridge. Yeah. They haven't finished the Midway Station yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're going to use a puddle jumper for this inaugural trip. Right. By the way, it's a word I can't say. It's close enough. Yeah. Um, and I fathom because there are some you know, construction difficulties for a space station in between galaxies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting your resources there alone. Exactly. Yeah. But to give credit where credit is due, mm -hmm. this shot of the skeleton yep. of the midway station yep. with a stargate on both ends as the camera pans around it and then lines up both stargates to see the milky way through the stargates i cannot prof i would make out with this shot <laughs> we need to build that out of connect like we need to buy connects yes and we need to build we'll start with stargates we'll build two stargates yeah. out of connects and then we'll build a mega stargate out of so many so okay no and then we'll build this it's freaking gorgeous yeah. this shot yeah I can't even. It is quite beautiful. Um, and on McKay's end, all systems are go. He does have a weird echo in the proximity sensors, but we're we're good. Yeah, it's no problem. It's fine. We're not gonna worry about it. Um, I think I like forgot to put where our credits are, but that's okay. We're just gonna keep going. Yeah, we're we're somewhere in there. I wrote them down. We're so not there yet. Back we're not in there. a beautifully draped, fogged Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, John is in a puzzle jumper. Yep. His test pilot best. You um, haven't missed them. We haven't gotten to credits yet. Yeah, but okay. And he's uh, he's ready to go through the gate. Yes. After a very long gate sequence, because you're <laughs> hopping through a oh, whole bunch I mean, of gates. Yeah. He arrives successfully at Midway Station. Think, I think I think that's a gate you take some dramamine for. Probably. Yeah. He does. I, if I remember correctly, he does say he feels a little yeah, yeah, a yeah. little off. Yeah. Here's another question. For, just just putting this out here if the buttons in the puddle jumper correspond to the addresses or the symbols on an atlantis stargate those can't be the same as the symbols on a milky way stargate so if he's dialing atlantis or pegasus symbols oh how is he dialing the milky way Stargate. Okay, so it's like losing the 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 little direction label on your stick shift car. Yeah, the, they still go to the same places. <laughs> but you're just not going blind. Really, <laughs> you're just kind of going blind. You're like, I think I'm in third now. I'm imagining somehow like there's a um 
A equals C, B equals yeah. F. I'll like, tell you, we drove a car um, when I was very young and very brave and bold. <laughs> and my best friend and I went to Italy and to, we did a Europe trip. Yeah. We rented a car because yeah. why not, right? It's cheaper than yeah. a lot of things. Um, and it was not a place where there was a ton of trains. Um so we rented a car to get us from one big city to another big city, knowing that we would take the trains within the cities. Um, we didn't consider things like <laughs> metric systems. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't consider things like um, other languages. Like yeah. numbers are the same, but yeah. when they're measuring different things, they're not the same. But also when they're not as Roman numerals, they're not the same. Yeah. Well, that's... the Yeah. So... There was a lot of things where we're like, I think that's what this button's for. <laughs> it feels right. So my point is, the controls are mostly in the same place, so you kind of just feel your way through that one. I guess. It, but there's no think. correlation between these two gates. Like, where do you even start? Where is... Yeah. Like, there's no consistent home you symbol starts? For the best. I don't know. You're absolutely right, though. That's something else. So... My case still is something weird on his sensors. Caldwell is questioning, like, I understand you're looking at sensor readings. Can I give this man a go? Is he yeah. okay to yeah. go through the stargates? McKay just kind of brushes it off, and Caldwell's like, no, 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 this is like a man's life. I need an actual yes or no from yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to just... In fairness, though, McKay knows Shepard better. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. He's it's fine. fine. He's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I've moved on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so back at the SGC, in the control room, we see General Landry and Walter waiting. And oh, who is this coming up behind Landry? This handsome man. In a very handsome dress blues. This charming man. It is one Major General Jack O'Neill. Major General? Major His General. hair has gotten very tall. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. I have not. One of the fun things I saw. So... He's complaining that John's a little late. I mean, you're, he's coming from another galaxy. Yeah, There's well, some, some traveled. He's probably what? a little grumpy that he didn't get to fly the maiden voyage, because after all, Jack is a fan of both maidens and voyages. Jack, the times have changed, Jack. I'm going to need you to read through the anti-harassment trainings. Okay, that's all. <laughs> I love the line though. It is pretty great. <laughs> maidens and voyages, aka maidens and voyages. That's that's a quality, aka. Okay. Um, I do like that they have to point out that even the president had to remind Jack that he is no longer a test pilot. And I went, was Jack ever a test pilot? Yeah. I, I don't dreams, know that he was. It, listen, well, in his early dreams, in, wasn't he? He would have started somewhere as a test pilot. I don't know if he was a test pilot. I just have a hunch that... He was always like a hot shot. I just like, think he liked flying things and all the people who like flying things want to be the test pilots. Yeah, that's fair. Incoming wormhole. And there is one John Shepard and a puddle jumper. And I'm surprised that shit fits in it, the it, gate room. It only barely fits. <laughs> it's like when you park your SUV into a 1970s garage. It's it, like... You can park it in there. You're not getting those doors open. No, no. Like, I don't know how you're getting you're out. You're crawl out the back. Yeah. Uh, and we learned that uh, 
thankfully, there is that tunnel going to the surface that we'd yeah. seen them lowering the Stargate through, because yeah. you gotta fly the jumper up that thing. Yep, yep. And to some landing hangar somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where it is. Back on the Daedalus, McKay's like, of course it worked. I've already moved on to oh, the that's next where we problem. Hit credits. Okay. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. Back on the Daedalus. Yes. Of course it worked. McKay's moved on to the next problem, which mm-hmm. is the same sensor thing he was having issues before. They're having problems figuring out something due to the Doppler effect, and there is a foreign object traveling at them at 0.99 the speed of light coming right what was at that? them. What was that? It going fast. So I've done so many of these, I can't always remember what I've covered, but I'm fairly certain I've not covered the Doppler effect on Science uh, According to Stargate. So you, I will tell you, you've noticed Doppler effect probably almost every day. Yes. The the most relatable way for people to sort of get the idea of the Doppler effect is emergency vehicles and their sirens. Oh, right. Okay. So you, everyone notices that. When they're coming towards you, it's higher pitched. Yeah. And as soon as they leave, it's lower pitched. Yeah. Well, the whole reason is that is because they're moving, like, in relation to you, they're yeah. moving and it's actually squishing the sound waves. So their so the, frequency is going higher. up. Yeah. And then when they go by, the sound waves are stretched out. So the frequency is lower. That's cool. I like it. Um, and so is Doppler effect the thing that you get when you're little and you put your face in a fan, like an oscillating, and then you like, go uh and then it makes sounds slightly that are different. different no it's slightly different okay it's related okay because they're you're fucking with the frequencies yeah. yeah um the other way that i liked to visualize it because okay. it's me and i feel like you'll also appreciate this way of looking at it okay okay say someone has a ball gown on okay not one that touches the ground because we don't need to deal with the extra sure frame. so we're, we're doing a fashion faux pas yeah. and your ball gown is too short your heels are high your yeah. gown is too short you have multiple layers yeah crinoline all sorts of shit hoops yeah yeah when you walk all of those layers of your skirt in the front get crunched up yeah and in the back they they're poof they're poofed out it's because you're moving and you like have a giant ass. No, just kidding. Because you got some junk in the trunk. <laughs> that junk is called science, <laughs> aka science, science junk. That's my aka. You got some science junk in the trunk. <laughs> um, but we also see this when we're observing things in the cosmos. So, oh, the Doppler effect can expect can can affect light as well because it's the electromagnetic spectrum. Okay. Okay. Um, because okay. light. All light is is uh, waves, is like shit moving at waves that our eyes can register. Okay. So when you have a galaxy or star moving further or closer away from you, it's affecting the light as it hits us as well. So that's if you've heard redshift or blue shift. Yeah. You know, one side is crunching them, and so it's more energetic. I gotcha. And one side is like they're stretching out because it's because it's moving away from you. So which one's the the more energetic one? I always have a hard time with this, uh-huh. um, but the more energetic is the red. Okay. So a red shift, gotcha. and the main reason I'm able to remember this is um, I re- <laughs> one of the classes I took in my art degree yes. was a um, physics of art. Physics and science of art, or something of this effect, and what? I went sign me up. And one of the projects I did is actually how the the sort of conundrum, mm-hmm. I should say, or or the 
interesting color reversal when someone thinks of something that's hot and energetic and moving a lot, right. you think of red. Right. And when someone thinks of something that's cold and 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 slow yep, and blue. stuff, you think of blue. But it's actually reversed. Okay. So, um, blue is actually the much more energetic side oh, of okay. the spectrum, and like red and and um, so ultraviolet is yeah. moving much faster than infrared. But can we side. see ultraviolet? We if our like eyes, to the naked eye, naked eyes, you cannot see ultraviolet. There are some animals that can see into the ultraviolet. Yeah. We have definitely some lenses and telescopes. You can get cameras that see ultraviolet. Yeah. Just like because... I wonder if that's why, because our naked eye couldn't register that oh, high level. Hundred percent. It's just. Okay. It's just. It was just the interesting. Yeah. The concept is the cool. concept that, that that reversed. Yeah, um, I dig yeah. it. Also, you know, police speed radar guns. Yes, they have to be straight on to traffic. Yeah, because they're essentially using Doppler effect to track speed. Oh, it is in so many things. It's it's used a lot in like um, healthcare, um, and and all sorts of stuff. The Doppler effect. Doppler my butt, doctor. <laughs> I need you to Doppler the speed of my farts. <laughs> You probably could track the speed of a fart with the Doppler effect somehow. <laughs> I just like saying There's a way. Doppler my butt. Doppler my butt. And I'm gonna go into my next visit. <laughs> I'm gonna need you guys to Doppler my butt. I'm here for my butt Dopplering. Dup, 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 butt Doppler. <laughs> so it does not take John when we come back. I'm fine, I'm fine. And butt Doppler. <laughs> A.K.A. butt doppling. Oh, I'm just so far. Okay, I'm good. So it doesn't take long for John to be back on his way to Atlantis. This time with takeout pizza for everyone, which I feel is, like, the least you can do. It's, you know, it's election night in a newsroom. But... 100%. <laughs> well, also, it's just one of those small things that if you're in Atlantis, you can't go get takeout pizza. Or, or good donuts. Like, you're going to miss those things. Yeah. God, I could go for a donut right now. <laughs> Okay, I'm back, I'm back. Um, and so he's been told, before he heads back to Atlantis, he's been told, you know, pause, we're yeah. expecting company. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with our very, very fast-moving ship friends? It's moving at .99 the speed of light, which is real fucking cool technology, but not really fucking practical in any way. Yeah. Um, because as McKay says, it's like at least a million years to reach the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. So Caldwell is small enough to know that relativity is going to come into play there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, if you were to cross between the two galaxies going 0.99 the speed of light, it would take you a million years. But for you on the ship would be like 12 years. Yeah. So it's not fast, but it's not the end of the world slow. No, I mean, it's not hyperspeed. Yeah. Because hyperspeed, you're going much faster than the speed of light. Yeah. That's the whole way it's practical in science fiction purposes. Yeah. So they're assuming they maybe have some stasis chambers on board, so they're going to only age a couple years. Um, they devise a plan, though, between hyperspace and the sublight engines that they can obviously get much closer to their speed. Nowhere near 0.99. You know? But they can, like, do a flyby and roll the windows down and, like, yell like, at them. Hey! That's how you got. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bye! Get some sensor readings. Yeah. So... They go. They're gonna do this. As sorry, as... I'm laughing at my dog because he's got 
just water droplets on his ears. Yeah. Raindrops keep falling on my ears. <laughs> I love in pure McKay fashion. Yes. Stops John is like, did you um did you did you actually get that pizza? Because it'd be real shame if it went to waste. I'm hungry. I'm yeah. I'm really hungry. I do love pizza. Again, it would be a waste. Someone's gotta eat that pizza. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. They're still thinking this is like what maybe an hour or two that we're sure. gonna be delayed here. Sure. Also, these people haven't had pizza in a while. Also, I personally love cold pizza. I mean, that's true. That's true. And it's not like they don't have a reheat method. 100%. I mean... I mean, if you haven't had pizza for, a, like, at least a yeah, year... Yeah, okay, hang on a second. Wouldn't you take any pizza that comes I your way? I would probably take all the pizza. Exactly. I'd be like, yep, it is hot and it is ready. <laughs> and there's not much more that is required. Um, and I love how John, like, doesn't even react. He's like, you know the answer to this question. Yeah. Hands off the pizza. Yeah, do not touch things. In this next scene, I don't know where these stars are that are behind him that are flying by, and I'm not going to comment on them. They're in a void between we're goddamn gonna, galaxies. We're going to not talk about it. But anyway, they, they it's just cool, like, fly through, and you get this, like, cool stretch blur of the Atlantis ship going much, or the uh, yeah. uh, ancient ship going much faster. Um, and yeah, sensor readings indicate this is a ancient warship. Dun, 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 dun. Most likely flown by ancients. I mean, it is an ancient warship. And normally, yeah, they do have hyperdrive. McKay figures it could have been damaged. Yeah. And, like, it happens to them all the time in battle. Their hyperdrive like, Those hyperdrives are super... They're super finicky. Yeah, yeah. Prone to breakage. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at that point, they were so far into They're, the... like, high risk. <laughs> high Somehow. risk, high reward. Yeah, yeah. At that point, they're like, let's just continue our way to Earth. Because okay. they're in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. And also, possibly, they could do this because they have a ZPM. Which, having a ZPM is definitely something that piques John's interest. Yeah. And then, as they're pondering, a woman shows up. A blonde woman shows up hologram <laughs> message uh, to to say, like, the ship is the ship starts slowing down. Yeah. It's a real hard... Real, just slamming the brakes. Yeah. Going... 8,000 Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. That's kind of what she says. Um, This is Captain Helia of the Lantean ship Tria. You have a hyperdrive. Can we use that? (laughs) Basically. Help us. You cannot reply to this message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. McKay immediately sees a pretty ancient is like, yes, well, drooling. I help. I help blonde lady. He's got. He likes the blondes. A, but also B, ancient. ancient. Yeah, I, he's more turned on by the technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a knowledge boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this point, I'm just laughing at Grace. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess over here. I'm not a. But that's when Caldwell actually opens communications line. It's yeah. like, yeah, we'll help. McKay then freaks out about, like, meeting real ancients. Yeah. And, like, a kid going to Mickey needs to, like, make a list of yeah. questions. He's like, am I wearing the right shirt? What do I do? Yeah. All these questions. I remember we took my niece. Uh, I'm embarrassed her on this pod, even though she doesn't listen. Do it. No, no, no. Cassandra, when she was little, 
love Jesse from Toy Story. I mean, Jesse yeah. the Yodeling Cowboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a badass. So she must have been five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Disney, um, and I was like, I see Jesse. I'm going to take her. My sister's like, yeah. okay, you take her. So I was like, come with me. Come, let's, let's go over here. Let's go see something. And I was like, let's go see Jesse. And she freaked out. Oh, like yeah. she saw a celebrity. Oh, okay. And she, well, she couldn't, she couldn't, <laughs> like she couldn't. She couldn't grasp anything. she got anything. so shy. And she like, even in the picture, she's like a little bit hunched over. And I'm like, bruh. You are not this kid. You are the most like gregarious child I've ever met. Smart and, and like a smart ass at six to yeah. the point where I was able to hang out with her and enjoyed genuinely enjoyed her yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> Just this little smart ass. Um that's McKay right now. He's about to lose his shit. hundred percent about yeah. to lose his shit. He he has no chill. Yeah. As someone else loses their shit later when talking about World of Warcraft. Yay! <laughs> so anyways, on Atlantis, Taylor and Ronan are coming into the gate room with Weir. Um, and they're going to welcome the Ancients back to Atlantis. Yeah. Um, so much excite in this room right oh, now. So much excite! Yeah. Um, word has been spreading among the Athosians that, like, the, the, the ancestors' return has been foretold. Whoa. And this could be the changing of the tide in the war against the Wraith. I mean, yeah. Weir's like, I don't know about that. And I was like, Weir, how about you just chill the fuck out and, like, let the people have yeah. <laughs> their hope? <laughs> Why you be crushing the dreams like that, Weir? That's <laughs> just me. Just be mean to just let them yeah, let them enjoy things. Yeah, don't just bash down Taylor's people's beliefs. What it, what harm is it doing you? Hundred percent. Yeah. So John and McKay being down with a number of ancients from the Tria. Introductions are made and, and Helia is very thankful for their work in preserving the city. Yep. And then gets a very serious face and is like, Take me to your leader. Whereas like that that'd be me. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I want the leader of, like, all of your people. Yeah, Like, yeah. Earth. Mm. And this whole new console that no one knew about raises up from the ground. Yeah. She puts her hand on it. Get out of my house. print registration. <laughs> yeah, basically all the doors just lock. Yeah. She's like, y- thanks for keeping the house safe. Yeah. It's mine now. Get out. Yeah. Entirely under my control. Yeah. It's not great. It, it's it's interesting to see it from that side of things too. Yeah, there's They're a couple really wrong. good conversations yeah. that are had coming up here. Yeah. So who knows how long later, uh, we have Jack and Wolsey here on Atlantis sitting in the conference room. Helia's standing, mm-hmm. power position. Yeah, she ain't fucking around. She's not fucking around. She's like, you know, she explains they were in battle with some wraith cruisers. They were on their way back to Atlantis. On the way back, they heard that they were evacuating Atlantis to head to Earth. So they, like, 180'd it, started heading towards Earth, and part of the way there, their hyperdrive crapped out, and they just kept going in whatever way they could. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Things got fucky. Yeah. They had a run. And now they came home, and there's people in their house. Yeah, there's squatters in their house. I mean, they've taken care of the place. But yeah. there's still squatters in yeah. their house. Um, and that's kind of what it comes down to for the ancients. They never thought they'd be able to return home. 
and they just kind of want some time to sit at home and take their pants off and chill on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Stop eating my food, bro. Yeah. And, like, don't you think they would like to be cozy homebodies for a bit? I mean, I would. I'd be like, thanks for watching the house. Please go now. Yeah. I want to take my pants I mean, off. you guys can come over later. Es- especially if you've been in, like, this high-stress situation. Yeah. If you've been working away from home for however many years. Well, I will say this. I don't know how stressed it's been. Well, that's fair. They've been they've been spending what to them has seemed years. Yeah. Just traveling through space. Yeah, that's fair. With nothing else to do except keep the engines going. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that the sentiment stands. Oh, they, you, they can stretch out again. You, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. They've been on a car trip for way there too you long. Go. That's better. That's a better analogy. The sentiment still stands. Yeah. I just want to go home and not have to deal with people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Wolsey and Jack are like, well, we Earthlings have shed blood for this place. And also the Atlantis expedition counts this as their home too. Yeah. And I do like the tit for tat when they're like, well, you woke the wraith. And they're like, well, you created the wraith. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're both in trouble. Yeah. We both did this. Jack has definitely taken some levels in diplomacy. Uh Uh-huh. Since. Clearly not enough based on how it goes down. Listen, he's not Woolsey. Yeah. He's at least much more of a diplomat than like. Jack on SG-1 was. Well, yeah, he's definitely increased. You're right, you're right. Um, Woolsey, better at Woolsey does try to smooth some of those rough spots out. Yeah. And I love the look Jack gives him as Woolsey puts his hand on Jack's arm. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> look, they're just asking to be allowed to stay. To learn from you. And besides, you're going to need supplies. You're going to need manpower. There's only a hundred of you. Yeah. It's a big city. Um, Helia is like, this isn't the discussion. Yeah. Um, one, the day will come that your people will once again have a place here, but this is not that day. Yeah, she's not interested in negotiation, no. period. No. She's like, no, you can go now, bye. The, the discussion is when we'll allow you back. Yeah. We need some time without you. Which I might have started there. Yeah. And then worked into the, like... So when do you guys think we can come back? Like, what do you guys like two do weeks? first? And <laughs> then just be like, well, we got to do this. And that's like, oh, you know, I bet we could help you get that shit done. Maybe. That's how you work into that one. I don't know. Just saying. I bet that would have been Weir's approach. <laughs> if you allowed Weird in the room where it happens. Exactly. The room where it happens. She's the just, room where it happens. <laughs> She's just better at doing So basically, they Weir wasn't in the room. Mm-hmm. And so now we have Washington, D.C. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. They gave away the capital. They quote, unquote. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you weren't here, so we fucked it all up. Thanks, yeah. bye. So I love this scene that's going on, overlapping some of the same time, and we're we're in Weir's office with McKay and John, um, and they're like, McKay's just like, Weir, you should be in there. She's like, what the fuck am I gonna say at this point? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but you'd do better than they did. Basically, is what <laughs> you they, they, like, I don't know. These roles. But why are they kicking us out when we can help them? Yeah. And and John is saying kind of what you were. She's he's like, like they just came home 
to find people on their couch. Yeah. yeah. Like eating your Cheetos, watching <laughs> your TV. Wouldn't you want the this. squatters out? I have a thought about this part. Yeah. Here's why McKay hesitates. Yeah. Because his brain, the first thing his brain goes, is it a hot yeah. squatter? Uh-huh. <laughs> because then I may not mind. So there's, I think there's two reasons why he pauses. A, yeah. his head's going, depends on the squatter. Yeah. And B, he's like... <laughs> I don't want to admit that you're right. Well, yeah, that's definitely He's like, of course I wouldn't like that, but this is a different situation. Yeah, yeah. But also, tell me more about the squatter. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so John just looks like, I love when McKay's like, well, I would be fine if that. John's like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And again, he's imagining Sam (laughs) living on his couch eating Cheetos. That's the squatter in his mind. That's the squatter in his mind. Jack and Wolsey come out of the conference room. Uh-huh. How were the talks? John asks. Jack's <laughs> like, there was no talks. Listening is what we did. Yeah. Yeah. There was no discussion. Basically, Wolsey goes, the question, the only thing there was up for debate is how long it would take us <laughs> to get our shit. To get our shit. Pack your shit. Everything you own in a box to through the Stargate. 48 <laughs> hours. <laughs> That's real fast, guys. Let's move. Yeah, that's a lot. McKay is pissed. Weir is pissed. John is pissed. Although yeah. showing it slightly less than the other two. Yeah. I feel like that's reasonable for like... 48 hours seems reasonable for like just your guys who are... For like frontline soldiers who just have to pack up the room yes. and shit. But like you're not getting all that science that's an, like there. yeah like for the entire infirmary setup yeah, all of the lab setup that. yeah that's that's i'm like that's gonna take a whole lot longer than 48 hours yeah. or are you expecting them to just leave them there yeah because no that's our stuff i i wilsey does correctly point out that when tria left atlantis we were a hunter and gatherer species mm-hmm and McKay's like, did you remind them that if we didn't hunt it and gather them out of the void, they'd be stuck there? That's true. John then is like, we should have just fucking left them. Just fucking left them. Yep. Not brought them back. And we're seeing this more as just losing the city of Atlantis. This is losing the chance to talk and learn from living, breathing ancients. Right. That's been a goal for how long? Yep. Well, you know, tells them. Over time, they are open to having some humans back in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means, if that means having a couple ambassadors like they did, or like a scientist exchange program, or having like a fully fleshed out expedition like we have now. Have a nice little mentor-mentee exactly. situation. I would love to see McKay be someone's mentee. <laughs> that would go so well. Uh-huh. Um, plus, as Woolsey points out we get all the benefits of atlantis that way yeah with very little risk or expense which is ultimately where he's talking from i think it's may not be ultimately but it's the ioa so that's a large piece of the pie i think that's how he's going to come back and treat this as a win yeah that's how he tell that's how he explains what happened yeah to the ioa and jack does correctly point out we have enough shit in our own galaxy to deal with. Well, that's true. That part is very true. We have this whole situation with, like, Ori. Yeah, remember these guys? We could definitely use you on Earth. 
And John is put in charge of the move out, which I don't want to be put in charge of that shit. No. No. I wouldn't either. So once it's just Jack and we're well, in actually, the room. Let, let, I'm lying. You, you would, would 100% like to be in charge of that. I would be that. really good at it. <laughs> uh, Jack tells her that the ancients are willing to have one human stay back as an ambassador. And before Weir can accept, Jack's like, look, I know there is no one more qualified than you, but it's not going to be you. Because mm. the IOA wants Woolsey. Damn it. Which is kind of just insult over injury. Yeah. We're as pissed that they're being shut out for everything they've done. And Jack's like, you're right. Like, it is 100% valid to be pissed at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed at this point. But there's no good that being pissed is going to do right now. (laughs) Yeah. It is gross, though, that they're like, Woolsey gets to stay. It's like, Woolsey, who doesn't know shit about this and hasn't been here? Fuck you. Yeah. Um... She can, however, take comfort in the fact that of all the ways this expedition could have ended, mm-hmm. this is not the worst. Well, that's true. People are mostly still alive. Yeah. it's it, This expedition is not being ended because the place was blown up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they shake hands. She didn't lose Atlantis to the bad guys. Exactly. Yep. Um, and Weir is left feeling super shitty and alone. Yeah. Like... As we will address later, what the fuck do you do after you're head of the Atlantis expedition? Yeah, no job is going to... At that point, you just don't. You're just like, I'm just gonna go work at a shelter and pet puppies. I'm just retired. Yeah, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna fucking start a pot farm. Like, you just don't go back into that Yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna go get an island somewhere. Yeah. I mean, also, where do you even live? That, like, no, no place you can even live matches up to Atlantis. Yeah. It's regardless of, regardless of, and we will, again, see these repercussions, but regardless yeah. of Weir as being the leader of the expedition, even, like, the 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 everydays on Atlantis. Yeah. The people who were cooking meals for the commissary, like, where the fuck job you get after that that's going to be yeah, anything as good as that? Cool. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Yeah. So the next scene is great, but bittersweet, as John is packing up his room and Taylor and Ronan come in. And apparently they are not letting the Athosians stay on the mainland of this planet. They have found them a brand new planet. That seems real shitty, too. Super shitty. They're not even fucking bothering you. No. The worst thing... I guess it's because they would need them to ferry him back and forth for the gate. I guess. But it's like, you're, you're upset that they might need to use your side door? Yeah. To me, it's like you're letting them live in the backyard of your house that you, yeah, is huge. That you, you have, don't really have access. You have to. half a million acres. Yeah, and they might need to use your gate. Yeah, to get through to the uh-huh. store. Uh huh. Fuck you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, also, you're just uprooting these people who have already spent. How, how difficult was it to get uprooted to find the mainland in the first yeah. place? This is the point, it's been, what, three years? Yeah. Isn't that, like, the point in time where you finally get, like, crops working? They're just probably working? starting, yeah. Probably finally got edible crops. And and now they have to go start all over again. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most, to me, that is more egregious than, than, like, kicking Earth out of Atlantis. Yeah, and, like, that part, again, I can get kicking Earth out of Atlantis. I really do. I yeah. understand it. But this other part just seems a little bit cruel. Yeah. A little bit petty. Yeah. Just give them a jumper and be yeah. like, hey, every once in a while I need to activate the Stargate for them. Yeah. 
Not a big deal. Like, you don't even have to go pick him up if you give him a jumper. Seriously, yeah. So John offers his stuff to the two of them if they want it. Johnny Cash posters, skateboards, Sudoku books. You can tell that, like, no one wants to do any of this shit. Like, no no one wants to be here. Yeah. This all sucks. This all sucks. Um, And imagine having less than two days to suddenly say goodbye to these people who not only are on your team, but are essentially your family. This is your family. You've literally been through life and death with them. It's not great. You'll say that you're going to see each other again, but you don't actually know if that's true in any way. Yeah. So I like, (laughs) I love John just walking over the bed. (laughs) (laughs) This bed are here. Yeah. Must keep going. And you feel the weight in the room. Like, he wants them to know that they can come back to Earth if they want. Taylor's like, my place is with my people. Yeah. Ronan, I love how matter-of-fact he's like, no, I can't leave the galaxy till every wraith is dead. Yeah. Sorry. I am a man with a plan. (laughs) Um, but... It's his oath. It's his paladin oath. It's his paladin oath. Oath of vengeance. (laughs) Um, but John just had to say it out loud. And Taylor points out that, you know, if he wants to, he would be welcomed among the Athosian people if he wanted to stay. And he's like, I'm pretty sure the Air Force has different thoughts. Yeah. And Taylor, again, just had to say it out loud. I mean, he could. He could pull a fucking Daniel on Abydos. Hells yeah. I know that Daniel wasn't part of the military, but what's the military going to do to him? I know. We're going to court-martial him? Okay. (laughs) I don't think your jurisdiction extends to this Athosian planet, so fuck off. Um, and there's this long pause. Uh, yeah. Because this fucking sucks. And Taylor knows their paths will cross again. And before their paths should uncross, he could use a hand of these boxes, and he'll throw in pizza and beer, and on Taylor's request, popcorn. Aww. And I lo- just, just that bear hug that Jason Momoa yeah. gives... Joe Flanagan. It's like a genuine, like, just moment. 100%. There. I don't even feel like they're acting. Uh, I also have a hunch that I, maybe Joe didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was genuinely just Jason Momoa hugging. Because that yeah. smile was not a Ronan no, smile. No, Anyway. It's it's just a great little moment. Um, Coming to another nice little moment. Yeah. Our science bros are packing up. Yeah. Roddick, McKay, and Carson pondering what they're going to do next after this. Where will I science next? So Roddick was offered a job at Masaryk University right before all this. He can teach there. He's kind of looking forward to only focusing on one problem at a time for a while. <laughs> um, by the way, Masaryk is the second largest university in the Czech Republic. Oh, nice. It's in Brno. Brno? Okay. Um, which, in its own regard, is the second largest city after Prague. Well, there you go. Um... McKay figures he's going to be at Area 51, noodling around with as much of the ancient database that he can bring noodle. back with him. Noodle, noodles. noodle. He's actually bummed he's not going to be called to save the day at the 11th hour all the time. Yeah, he's going to have to make it up for himself. Yeah. Um, Carson was off to surgery position at the SGC. His post-Atlantis life, I feel like, will be the closest to his current Atlantis yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Carson's the one where they're like, don't let that one leave. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, <laughs> this is a real shitty way to say this, but we lost Janet, remember? <laughs> don't let the doctor one go. Yeah. We could use a doctor. Keep the, keep the cleric. Yeah, must have at least one cleric who can we cleric have, good. We have one cleric. 
Yeah. We could use a second cleric. Yeah. Oh, right. We do have one. We do have one cleric. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. She's there. Um, and as he's packing away some vials, Carson's... <laughs> okay, cleric with a better bedside manner. <laughs> That's really what it is. Kind of, yeah. I, I, I love Lamb, but... Yeah. Damn. She's um, sassy. And it, but, but Carson's heart opens up. Yeah. And, and he's trying to say goodbye... And he sort of, he chokes up a little bit as he's trying to. And it's, and everyone just lets him have this moment and joins him. And it's emotionally cathartic. <laughs> just just kidding. No, just kidding. Not like that at um, all. McKay's an asshole who points yep. it out and then makes fun of Carson having feelings. Uh, you have feelings, bro? I don't <laughs> even have feelings. Feelings are stupid. There's no science there. Basically. Except they are all Pretty science. much that's what McKay does. Or exactly science. All right, so. Carson knows it. Even if they're actually going to see each other again, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same. And as Carson turns to leave after McKay ruins the moment, yeah. McKay's like, well, I want to know what you were going to say. Yeah. And Carson just turns very heavily and is like, I was going to fucking tell you goodbye, you piece of shit. Yeah, eat, eat seven dicks now. <laughs> And McKay realizes, after Carson leaves, he was being an asshole to his friends. Yeah. To probably one of the only friends he's made. Yeah, one of the closest friends. Like, the, you know, the two people in this room make up half of his friend list. <laughs> and one just has a better tolerance of his shit than yeah. the other one does. Yeah, basically. God. Okay. Can you imagine, like, Roddick is just not saying... I mean, I'm going to miss working with you, but I'm not going to miss working with you. He's the guy who's like, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never calling you again. Fuck you. Meanwhile, McKay is consistently calling Roddick to yeah, 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 solve yeah, yeah, problems. Yeah. He just well, doesn't see that the relationship has gone in one direction. Um, we were packing up her own quarters when John stops by. They're ahead of schedule. So all of the gear... Yeah. Is going on the Daedalus. That's going to be one packed ship. Yeah, that's not a lot of room for that. <laughs> I'm going to be cramped. Get a skeleton crew on that sucker. Yeah. Um, everyone else with what they can carry is going to go through the gate in the morning. Very similar to how they originally arrived yeah. in Atlantis. Because, uh, yes, the ancients did in fact have a ZPM. We can now get to Earth. Yay. And we're commenting how well John is taking this. He goes, That shit's a facade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. Fucking pissed. No, I'm not. I'm just shoving it deep down inside. I mean, for for one thing, he's only a quarter of the way through War and yeah. Peace. Yeah. Weir has no clue what he's going to do next. John's like, yeah. I mean, besides the fact every government on Earth is going to want, you know, want you, give you a job. She just throws up her hands like, fucking Atlantis. What job will be this? <laughs> none, none job will be this. He's like, yeah, you peaked. It's all downhill from here. It's which. True. I think Weir is very afraid that that's true. That's, yeah. It, that is, that may it, be yeah. your thinking. And I think that's why I'm like, maybe you just go. You call it at this yeah. point. You say, this is it. Cash out. It's kind of, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Wayback Machine. Okay. Um, it's basically how they find Captain Bridger in Sequest. Oh, wow. Um, he's just basically off on an island. He's rescued a dolphin who he has taught hand signals. <laughs> he's doing his own science research. On an island uh, in the I mean, Caribbean. Yeah, that's what you do next. John goes, life isn't fair, it's just fairer than death. And she's like, Oscar Wilde? 
It's like, nope, Princess Bride. Great movie. <laughs> Which, pretty sure that is actually not a quote from the movie, but from the book. Oh. <laughs> hey, somebody either lied. I, I like to think that it was just John trying to be less intellectual. 100% that's what I feel like it was. Yeah. It's like, yeah, bro, you, you, you know this. Yeah, you... You scored high on the SAT. <laughs> you enjoy reading the books, and you may have read the book before you saw the movie. He, like... Or he may have read the book because he saw the movie, and then really enjoyed the book more. Possibly. Here's my thought, is that he's only a quarter way through War and Peace because he just keeps reading a bunch of other shit instead. Well, I mean, he's also not sitting in his bunk that much. Well, no, but I can still imagine them him, like, yeah. you know, reading. That's fair. The fact that he got that far into War and Peace is already impressive. Yeah, no, really. Uh, John has one or two hundred more things to do before the morning. And as he leaves, Weir just gazes out the window because, I mean, again, you're also losing that view. Yeah, holy shit, you'll never have a scene like that, a landscape like that behind your door. I know. So the next morning, McKay tries, like, catching Healy up on anything. Like, you know that grounding station? It's twitchy. It got shut up. Not our fault. Yeah. Um... He's called down to the gate. The last people are heading through. And John Weir, Kirsten, and McKay will be the last. Yep. And Taylor, Taylor tells him how good friends they've been to all the people of this galaxy. And John just quietly walks up and bows their head to each other in farewell. Yeah. I love this goodbye. It is. I love the relationship. Whoa. I am someone who doesn't ship the two of them. Whoa. But okay. I love, I love their Whoa. relationship. There's something very sweet there, but it is, there is something not quite, it's not just brotherly either. There is some yeah, like wildly I, weird connection. Like, there. I don't see them as Sam and Jack. Okay, no, it's not unrequited love in that sense, but there is something. You know what I see yeah. it as? I will tell you There's exactly. There's some chemistry there. Do you know what I see it as? And I think you will understand this because okay. you've seen enough of the show. Okay. It is Janeway and Chakotay. Okay, yeah. If they get trapped like they do in an episode on a planet where they think they have to spend the rest of their lives there, yeah. They'll make it work. They'll make it work. Yeah. But, like, on average, That's extremely heavy confidence in each other. They lean on each other a ton. They rely on each it's other. It's that concept, that work wife, work husband concept. Kind of, yeah. It's almost like that. Yeah. There's definitely some deep, deep, deep connection, but it's not your first choice. Exactly. Person. Um, not the love of your life type thing. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's very Janeway Chakotay vibes I yeah. get from them. Um, and, and Ronan just has this look on his face of, if I, can I punch the situation? I yeah. would like How to rage. How do I rage. punch this? <laughs> I would like to punch my feelings in the face. Um, and the four human, or four earthlings head through the gate. And before Weir does, she looks back. And I think it's very noticeable that as she looks back, no one is watching them leave. All the Atlantis yeah. are just doing their own shit. They're just kind of a little bit shitty. Yeah. They're like, bye, bitches. So, like, six weeks later, <laughs> at the SGC, Carson later tells us it's been six weeks. Yeah. John comes through the gate, helping a member of his new team with a broken ankle. Because, <laughs> no, they did not engage the Ori. One guy fell 20 feet into a babbling brook. You know, Fine. 
you're not gonna put John on SG one. No. But what did you give him? Like SG seven hundred? Like the shittiest team? I don't even know. And the other guy broke his ankle while trying to help the first guy out of the babbling like, brook. Maybe SG two. Does SG two have an opening? I love the way that John has such disdain saying babbling brook. Yeah, he's just mad. <laughs> John never thought he'd miss having Rodney McKay as a member of a team that he says right in front of his new team. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of disses that. Yeah. Landry points out that chemistry doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. When an off-world activation happens, Landry's like, John, hang back. You'll find this interesting. It is Jack's scheduled check-in from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jack. He went back there because apparently even the ancients found Woolsey to be yep. trying. Yep. <laughs> so my initial thought was these are not ancients. These are replicators posing as ancients. And that's what I thought was going to happen right Interesting. There. Yes. So they both head up to the control room and see the video. Basically talks are, you know, talking slowly, I'm yeah. sure. Um, the big news is the Pegasus replicators are heading back to Atlantis to make another run at the city. Hmm. But no one on Atlantis seems worried. Because, remember, the replicators have a lo- code in their base code makes it impossible to harm their creators, totally. the ancients. They totally still have that. And according to Helia, uh-huh. they're just going to run into a nasty surprise. That's never actually been... Yep, that's exactly how everything <laughs> is. We left it exactly as we found 100% we did not touch... We the code. did not crazy glue them back nope. together. Don't touch them. Nothing had to do with the crackle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so, it's like that sitcom where, like, they throw the house party and they yeah. put everything back together, yep. but the table's crazy glued together. Yep. It's like, just don't touch the table. And then when the parents come home and, they, and then put, like, a piece of paper on the yeah, table. Yeah, they're going to throw the keys on the table and it falls apart. <laughs> That's what's about to happen. Yeah. So Woolsey's like, well, you might as well pass on to McKay that if he hadn't rescued the ancients and brought them to Atlantis, they probably would have lost the city anyway. <laughs> Which does not ease any pain. Yep. Yep. Jack's going to get back to the talks and talks and talks. Mm-hmm. John, after the call, is like, Landry, if you, do you want me to brief you on the replicators? He's like, no, nah, they seem like they're good. I have enough shit to deal Bye-bye. with. Bye. This sucks. Everyone is basically feeling underappreciated. Yeah. John, it turns out, has a gigantic office at the SGC. Yeah. Now, here's my questions. We know Jack had an office? Same office. They share the office. Does Cam have a giant office? It's the same office. (laughs) Here's what they did. Here's what somebody smart like Landry did. They don't know they all have the same office. They're just all never there at the same time. And let's be honest, all three of those assholes are not putting shit in those desks. No. Or taking notes. No. They have a dirt Maybe board. Cam. Maybe Cam. They only, so, they only might pick it up because the darts move. Yeah, that's what they're like. I guess somebody was using the dartboard or whatever. But, like, the only one who's actually, like, taking down notes and shit might be Cam. But even then, I feel like he's doing that with Sam or with <laughs> Daniel. Because I was like, it makes sense. That, that, that somewhat, like, they would have a big office. Sam has a giant lab. 
Daniel, yeah. Teal basically has the sparring room. He's got the, the sand pit inside Scanlan's mansion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He basically, like, like Teal's office is just, like, the rec room where they store all of the weapons, yeah, the sparring uh, weapons. Yeah, have fun, man. It's like the gym it's teacher. It's danger room. It's <laughs> <laughs> got the danger. Yeah, the, team, the gym teacher's office is the gym. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the equipment room is the kind of little desk set up exactly. back there. Yeah, if you need it. <laughs> they all share it. They don't know they share it. No one's a white. Nobody's checked those fucking drawers. No. Not once. Or you know what? It could be each person's a different drawer. Or 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 somebody keeps putting candy in the drawers for them. And they're like, I'm not going to question the candy drawer. No. Somebody's refilling it. It's I'm a magic it. drawer. Yep. And so they're like, if I don't open my mouth and ask about the drawer, I could just keep taking candy. Now I want a candy drawer that magically fills itself. I do like the idea that that there is just one massive office for all of the SG leaders. Yeah. It's just John's the only one who's used it. Yeah. Which also leads just John also did he have an office on Atlantis that we never saw? I apparently. I don't know. I don't know that he I think he just hung out in his room a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um he's on the phone while playing darts with McKay, who yeah. hates it at Area fifty one. Yeah. His lab's too big. Yeah. His hand-picked assistants are sycophants. Yeah. He does not it have... It is a huge fucking... I know. Yeah. He does not have his choice of projects, because that would be Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, and the truth is, he's, you know, lonely. He wouldn't use the word, but Aww. he misses people. John's like, you're talking to me now and we're having dinner tomorrow. He's like, not you. I miss the nutter people. Who do you think he misses the most? Is it Zelenka or is it Carson? I'm going to say Zelenka just because I have a hunch he sees Carson when he yeah. goes to see John. Yeah. It's Zelenka, but it's also, as he points out, Weir, who has not returned anyone's calls. That's true. And McKay's like, at least you get to go off world with your own team. He goes, yeah, best and brightest. <laughs> <laughs> not enthused about that. And he nope. goes, see you tomorrow. And as McKay keeps talking, John I do love up. that they scheduled dinner. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um... And then we get to the scene with Weir. Okay. Before we talk about how trash her life is. Because there is a lot to unpack in this scene. I will say that it is decorated. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's perfect. Because it's not shabby. It's not modern. It is that perfect amount of, I am a collector of old yeah, relics. Yeah, it's not, um... Oh, it's the house I want. What is the name? It's not... There's a, there's a store... I keep uh, something village. I don't know. It's like the store where they purposely go out and do all the uh, free trade. A uh, world market? Not world market. It's like a smaller version of that. Okay. Um, but it's not, it doesn't look like the inside of that store, which sometimes right. when they're trying to do this like world traveler yeah. view, it does just look like a world market it's on the like inside. It's like there is, if there's some comfort, like, it is really where I want to live. Yeah. There's some really cool, interesting looking pieces. Yeah. But it's also, like, in the century. Like, yes. <laughs> um, but, but, but then on top of all that really nice decoration, mm -hmm. there is a, is a nice layer of takeout food boxes. Yep. There's a pizza box on a chair. Pizza box. There's an, uh, a book open. She's doing crosswords in her work from home clothes. Shh, 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 shh. Shh, 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 shh. And 
when she sees that the person on the other side of the door knocking is Carson, she is like, fuck. Yeah, she's got to be like, this isn't... You caught me on laundry day. She could have not answered, but she knows Carson would not go away. Uh, Yeah, he's not leaving. So she steals herself, girds her loins, and, uh... (laughs) And you know the nice thing is in these in these type of shows where people are using uniforms, it's noticeable when we see people in like day to day clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it's like for a minute I was like, God, was she in her underwear? Because that's how <laughs> yeah. casual it seemed. Yeah. And I was like, No, 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 they wouldn't have had her. No. Yeah. But it was like that's she might as well have been. Yeah. Yeah. So since Weir isn't returning any of Kirsten's messages, he just figured he'd stop by. Yeah. Also. I was the one designated by the rest of the group to come check on we you. We did rock, paper, scissors, and <laughs> Everyone I... just nominated me I mean, because I'm Carson. I mean, the best. 100%. Yeah. He's Carson. Because McKay would have just been like, everything's fine here, I don't see what you guys are talking exactly. about. Exactly. She tries to excuse the mess. He's like, I'm from a family of seven, please. Um, and I love, in deadpan, he's like, you look good. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if we can say that with a straight face. That would have been like looking at me last June going, you look good. Yeah, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me like that. I know what you meant under that. Again, the dot, that, that bedside banner of his. She knows he's lying through his teeth. Yeah. Uh, he, She's like, how's the SGC treating you? Good. That's cool. I'm just going to clean up this real quick. Don't come too close. She's trying to, like, air out her pits because she hasn't worn deodorants in three days. Um, he's like, how are you? Yeah. At this point, you can clearly tell Carson was here as the friendly face to poke weir. Yeah. Um, as she cleans, she's like, you know, I've been keeping busy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love Carson's like... (laughs) I keep thinking of... That episode of Parks and Rec yeah. where Ben works on the stop motion animation. 100%. 100%. 100%. Got this real important project I'm working on. And then Carson's just, again, straight face level. Oh, yeah, doing what? <laughs> she, sorry, she's like, I'm running my memoirs. Uh-huh. Partly about my time in Atlantis. He's like, what planet are you going to publish? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. She's not that far off base. No. But it's a fucking science fiction. Yeah. Hello, you don't publish these as memoirs. <laughs> well, but there's also a thing of, like, there is a good point of she was going high stress, no stop, crunch time culture, at least for her. Oh, yeah. For three years stop straight. Stop looking at me <laughs> right now. <laughs> but it's like she probably did. She, of course, had to write official reports. Yeah. But she didn't probably get a chance to, like, write a journal and to sort of yeah. fully process the decision she had to make. Yeah. Yeah. And, like. The shit that she was doing. Exactly. So even if it's just a memoir for herself. Um, well, yeah, just the idea of writing all of these things exactly. down before they leave your mind. Um, but maybe do so in a place that's a little more inviting than that apartment. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Is she in, like, a fucking extended stay? Like, is like here the is apartment? the thing. You have not spent any of... None of these people in Atlantis have, like, spent much of their income in three years. It should just be sitting on top of each other. And gaining interest. 
go the fuck to a resort somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I should have found your ass at sandals with a drink in your hand. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, finally, Carson gets straight out to it. Like, everyone is worried about you. And she, like, laughs it off. It's like, no, seriously, though, you're not returning phone calls. Yeah, things are not okay. You've been distant. There's flags going off here. Yeah. We are worried about you. And she's like, look, I'm just trying to move on. He goes, by writing your memoirs. Yeah, that's totally move on material. Clearly, Weir was not ready for this conversation. Mm -hmm. To either have with someone else or herself. Um, And Carson sits next to her on the coffee table and is like, listen, why haven't you taken another position? Mm. She's like, well, I have a position. The SGC needs me to consult with the IOA, with the ancients. He's like, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. But also, I feel like that's a little much. Like, I know it's been six weeks. It has been a while. But like, if she wants to take three months off. I'm not mad at that. Hundred percent. I think. I think it is a problem that she's like hiding in there. That's little dark I think apartment. the key. I think that's the key. Yeah. Um, but I I think the idea of pushing another job on her is a little bit. Yeah, six weeks is pretty tight when you've had that stress level that she's had. Take a quarter off, you know, like take those three 100%. months. Hundred percent. Take a nice sabbatical, but yeah. also take a sabbatical that's not locked in your. That's not a sabbatical. That's yeah. Yeah. That's other issues you need to work. Go. Through. Hike the Appalachian Trail. There you go. (laughs) Um, And finally, she just admits that she's not ready. And she's like, look, McKay is flying in tomorrow. John and I are going to take him to dinner. I'm going to pick you up at seven. I'm not accepting a no. Yep. Um, Also, I love that just like the mental image of because John and Carson are both at the SGC, like they get together for lunch in the commissary. Like, they're hanging out more? I mean, they're just friends all the time now. Yeah. It's like the familiar... Fa- it's like, um, for me, when we went from, like, elementary school to middle school, it wasn't all the same kids, but yeah. you're like, I remember you from the other school. Exactly. Now we're friends. Now yeah. we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so in Atlantis, Haley is sending up a single jumper, mm-hmm. which is worrisome. Yep. But since the replicators have that base code. She's throwing those keys on the table. <laughs> she's about to do it. She can't. She's coming in the house. Yeah. Uh, it, it is we're fine. Yeah. It's shoo, a problem. Shoo, shoo. We don't talk about it. Jack kind of wishes he had some enemies he was invulnerable to as well. Mm-hmm. Helia opens up a channel, tells him, yo, there's no earthlings on the Lantis anymore. It's now us, the Lantians. Gotta go. And that's when we see the jumper go off the map because it was destroyed. destroyed. Immediately just eaten alive. So much for not harming the ancients. And Helia raises the shield. Then the, yep, it's bad times. So out to dinner with the group. Yep. Um. Is this the same restaurant from Upgrades? No, it's not. But it's a very nice restaurant. Okay. Swanky place, bottles of wine. They're picking on Carson. They're like, you should <laughs> yeah. call Cadman. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, didn't work out that well. Aww. Maybe partly to do with our first kiss being through McKay. I mean, that's a little weird. Who's almost turned off his soup by the sheer memory of it. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I mean, that'll make shit weird. Um, and it's, That's one of those, like, summer camp relationships. Like, it only works at summer camp. Exactly. Atlantis being summer camp. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things where, like, they clearly liked each other. Um, yeah. Probably certain parts worked real good. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of, like... There's no long- longevity. There's no longevity that. to it. Yeah. I, I can imagine... Maybe some late night calls every once in a while? That's what I mean. It's the summer camp romance. Yeah. It's all, everything's fine. I mean, not they get for... along well enough. Yeah. And if both of them are single. Yep. Why not? Exactly. N- nobody needs to have a cold bed for no reason. Everyone's having fun. Fun. Sensing adults. Yo. This will be fun, fun, fun. <laughs> so it's late. We're just going to turn into a pumpkin. Because uh-huh. she's sleeping again now. <laughs> yeah, fire. She's on the drugs. Um, and thanks, Carson, for getting her out of her apartment. Uh-huh. And that's when everyone's cell phones goes off. Except for Carson's. Weir says it's NORAD. Carson's real confused because he forgot his cell phone, which I don't understand as a concept. I don't think he forgot it. I think he didn't bring it because he wanted to be so present with all his friends. <laughs> I think if he forgot it, it's like in the car and he just doesn't want to get up. And Probably. Get it. Yeah. I mean, this was... What is 2006? It's 2006. So, I mean, Weird does have a Blackberry. It wasn't smartphones yet. It wasn't iPhones yet. It w- no, no. Those came out. Those are coming out very soon. Okay. Because I had a first gen. Mm-hmm. Um, but McKay has a flip phone like I had, yeah. which was my phone. Actually, McKay has almost the exact same phone that I had pre-first iPhone. Okay. Um, Weir has a BlackBerry, which makes sense. I can yeah. imagine... Here's the thing. The only people who are calling Carson's phone is he has it because if he's on call, yeah, it's going to be work or it's going to be his mother. <laughs> Both who can wait till after dinner. 100%. As far as he's concerned. Um, so the four of them are in the briefing room back at the SGC and Landry shows them a video that they got through a data burst 20 minutes ago. It is broken up as distorted, but it is Jack not having a good time. Nope. It's bad. Atlantis is under attack. The replicators have figured out how to change the base code. They've taken most of the city already. It is bad enough that Woolsey is firing a gun. Yeah, I do love that. And Jack is requesting immediate evacuation. And that's where the video cuts. Yep. Landry's like, neither one of them made it to the gate. He also wants to know what the fuck happened. Um, Everyone turns to McKay. Yeah. (laughs) So he may have, might have, possibly, there's a chance. the table back together. (laughs) (laughs) When I was re-gluing Nam's base code back together, Uh may have not glued it very well. Yep. So that they could fuck with their base code themselves. Yeah. Listen. We expose some. Doesn't matter how. We just got to fix it. Yep. It's broken now. We voided the warranty. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. So the Dalis is on its way to Atlantis right now. And Landry brings up a map of Atlantis. He's like, I want to know how to get a nuke past the shield. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everyone pauses at the shock of that statement. Carson has no idea. And Landry's like, I didn't invite you. Wow. He's like, your phone was on you. It just wasn't ringing. Wowza. <laughs> that may have been it. He didn't actually forget yeah, his phone. It was in his that's pocket. Possible. It just wasn't going off. Landry is going to nuke Atlantis. Because it is the gateway to Earth. And yes, while we have an iris, thanks again, partly to McKay, mm-hmm. 
There is an intergalactic gate bridge. Yep. McKay's like, well, I mean, it's it's real complicated to get past that. And he's like, they rewrote their base code. Pretty sure they can deal with the fucking gate macro. This is why Landry is the big boss. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't care enough about that. No. To put this at risk. Yeah. So John wants to go and save Jack and Wolves. He's like, look, just give me 60 Marines. <laughs> Some anti-replicator weapons. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, these are Jack's standing orders. The date yeah. list will be there in under four days. How do I get a nuke past their shield? Yeah, he's not stuttering. What do... So in in John's the all all the SGC commander's office. Yep, yep. <laughs> very hypothetical talk here. Uh-huh. Talon Ronan totally hypothetically would Just be willing to help. Putting that out there. And hypothetically, McKay may or may not have written a backstory to the It's fine, everything's <laughs> fine. Kate Shield. Uh, just to clarify, that was a dog throwing a toy uh, into, into the a metal frame of the porch. porch. Everyone's fine. Nobody died. No, I mean there may have been a rope toy that got its bell rung. Yeah, but probably no worse than the boys tearing at it right now. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, if Landry is worried about the replicators rewriting the macro to gate them somewhere else in the Milky Way, hypothetically, could McKay then write it to send them We're somewhere just else in the Pegasus Galaxy? Like, maybe the new Ethosian I'm just gonna leave this right here. I mean, hypothetically, they would also need a jumper and some ARGs yep. and to make sure Landry doesn't close the iris on them. All yep. hypothetically, <laughs> of course. Just hypothetically hypotheticals. On the way to the elevator... Yep. McKay tells Weir that since the jumpers are under guard, they'll have to get one of them on the authorized personnel list, and there's only one guy who can do that. Dr. Yep. Bill Lee. Yay! Enter one of the best, most awkward scenes ever in Stargate. I mean, how long did they take to devise this plan? Or was it like, immediately, Weir, you're the girl. We don't have any better way to do this. Literally, you're the girl. Yeah. We need girl to distract nerdy dude. You're the... If anyone has the diploma... And I wonder <laughs> if they If anyone has the diplomatic uh -huh. skill. hundred percent. You have the charisma to roll this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're going to distract Bill Lee long enough for McKay to add one of them to the list. McKay has an idea. It Listen, this would be like... <laughs> If you sent Chris Hemsworth, you know what? Let's make this more real. No, because he'd actually know D&D. Yeah, you sent like Chris Hemsworth in to talk D&D to me. Yeah. I don't care that he knows nothing. I don't care. Let's keep going. Weir yeah. starts talking World of Warcraft. Here's the thing is, if you'd given Weir one more week of just playing... At home she in the dark, it. she would have found World of Warcraft. 100% she would And she wouldn't know what the fuck she was talking exactly. about. Exactly. Because anyway. I'm pretty sure Weir, before McKay mentioned it, has never heard of World of Warcraft before. That's what I mean. Like, it's not that far-fetched that no. she'd know it. She just didn't get a chance to get there. Uh, I just saw, yeah. uh, like, an article about... She was busy groveling or... No, I just saw morning. an article about it was, like, something... It, was, like, it said grandma, but, you know... Who basically, this older woman, complete 
unstereotype of who plays uh, Call of Duty with their full geared out like Amen. setup just basically mows people fucking down. Everybody. There's going to be way more game. way more like of that when our generation gets to that age oh man watch out well, I mean we grew up on video games so That's we don't give a shit that we're old Can yeah. you, what, like, re, we're all gonna be retired and playing video games all yeah. day yeah 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 <laughs> it's like you see him now the videos of a dad kicking his kid's ass yeah. on like fucking Mario it's gonna be like great grandma can kick our ass yeah it, it's gonna happen so Bill has never met a woman this into World of Warcraft she's like it's a silent passion of mine <laughs> And again, in 2006, there wasn't a ton of women who were playing World of Warcraft. Bill is a level 75 mage specializing in engineering and dueling. I'll be honest, I have friends who are into World of Warcraft. Yeah. I've never played it. Um, I haven't either. I don't know how high level 75 is in the grand scheme of things. Because the RPGs I play go to level 20. <laughs> well, and, and WoW is a PC game, and I've never yeah. been a PC gamer. Yeah. So I can't pretend that I know anything. Um, and apparently Bill got the expansion pack in beta, because of course he did. Yep. Uh, I, I love everything about this scene. Yeah. I love we're pretty much making shit up as she goes. She's like, I'm level something lower than 75. 50? Yep. And when asked what race she is, she's like, mage. That's not, that's not how that works. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, listen, listen. I don't know World of Warcraft, but like, elf seems safe. Okay, but you also play (laughs) D&D and you also know other things. Accurate. I don't know that Weir does. But if McKay went, it's a fantasy game. You know what he could, he goes, it's a fantasy game. Think Lord of the Rings. You know she's at least read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fair. Or seen the frickin' movies. Oh, uh, yeah. That's possible. Fantasy game. What race are you? Elf? Elf is always a safe bet. Hunt, that's what I'm saying. If it's fantasy setting, there's gonna be elves somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, watch, there's no elves in Warcraft. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know <laughs> I have no idea. He goes on about trying to increase his enchanter skills, but it's not going well. Weird disagrees. Yeah, I love it. As she part. smiles. And when Bill's about to turn around I like to the McKay. the things she does with her faces, too. Like the, like the involuntary, like, what the fuck am I doing face. He just, she, like, goes to grab his lab coat and, like, turn him. And she's like, oh, sorry for being forward. And, like, pats it. And he's like, No! No, please, forward away. God, he's so... Ex- God, this is so mean. It's so mean. I don't love it. Um, She doesn't know how to say this, as you see McKay typing his name in. Yeah. He's like, a true mage speaks her mind. Oh. <laughs> I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him for trying. 100%. He's being genuine. He is all in. 100%. And the right woman will give a shit, Bill, if yes. she will just use you to steal codes. Don't worry. There are women who love World of Warcraft as much as you do. They really have are. a shared passion. Or who at least won't look down on it. Yes. Well, and it's one of those where I don't... 
legitimately don't think Weir's looking down on it. Weir's just like, I was thrown into the situation without any prep and don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> McKay finishes, checks his watch, and is like, oh, look at the time, we're late! And <laughs> Weir's like, bye, Bill, and just leaves. Gotta go, bye. I will give McKay credit for that out. Yeah. Because otherwise he could have extracted himself and then Weir would have been stuck. I know. Stuck. I know. <laughs> Like, he could have been like, I'm leaving. And then um, Weir would have like, I will kill you later. Yeah. That's probably why he didn't do that. Yeah. This scene is great. <laughs> it's so awkward and cringy and terrible and awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I also feel like this is one of those scenes that may have had some inspiration from real life somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, and I liked at this moment, McKay thinks he's somehow the better of the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're the same guy. You're Don't act dude. like you're cooler. He just happens to play World of Warcraft. Yeah. And I will be honest, I had a lot of friends in college who played it, too. I, I probably would have, except I knew it was healthy for me not to. <laughs> well, with your tendencies. Especially in college. Yeah. When those tendencies were worse. Yeah. I just don't like to sit at a computer to play games because I have to work at a computer. Not I get that. Games. I think that was that was definitely part of it. But at the time, everyone was playing on laptops, so you could have sit wherever. Yeah, it's fair. Anyway, around the corner come our four black BDU'd heroes, ready to go. And the poor guy broke his ankle. Comes around the corner on crutches. Oh, this part. He was gonna go touch the This part is almost better, I think, than the lead part. Yeah. Uh, gonna talk about Lynch about reassignments, and is a little put off that John's already going on missions without him with a new team. Shut up. And dude. Carson just kind of stops and reassures him. It's like you should, you know, you should really stay off the ankle. As John checks around the other corner, and then apologizes in advance for shooting in the back with a yep. gun. Yep. Yeah, you should really shut your fuck up. See, this is where I would have been like, I didn't see shit. Nope. And then turned around. Yeah. With my shitty ankle. <laughs> I didn't see shit. Bye. They shove him in a closet. Yep. Yeah. They sneak into the jumper. There's one guy inside. Yep. Guess who it is? Yay! Silent and Zed in another series. Again. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> so they get in, they get dialing, and go. And Walter's like, huh, why is the gate dialing without me? This is weird. And calls for Landry. McKay's hack is not fancy, but it's going to last long enough for them to get where they got to go. Yep. Uh, Landry wants to know what the fuck is going on. Walter's like, it just started dialing on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't do that. Well, it did. Walter can't close the iris. As we see the jumper come down into the gate room, Landry tries yelling at John. It's a direct order to stand down, but the gate is already gone. I love, gone. like, he's like, I can't hear you, what? <laughs> Don't bother to find out where they're going. Landry already yep. knows. Yep. While the jumper is sitting at midway, McKay works. Carson suddenly remembers mm-hmm. his turtles. Oh, buddy. Oh. Turtles. He got turtles. Some wee baby turtles. <laughs> no one knows to feed them. Oh, no. So, why would you get turtles? <laughs> well, Weir's like, 
they're hearty, and John's like, they make great soup. Oh, no. Well, Carson, because he's back permanently now, sure. wanted to get a pet. Yeah. And so he's allergic to cats, mm-hmm. and he's at the office way too long to be fair to dogs. Oh, that's true. So we got turtles. I'm surprised that he wasn't the guy who would be like, let me go drop off my turtles before we go on this dark secret I know! Because <laughs> he seems like that guy. He does. He has turtles. Yeah. Oh, buddy. And he's worried that he's killed the turtles. Well, let's hope you're back in time. <laughs> turtles are hardy. They are hardy. I had a friend who had a box turtle that... Or would, like, one of them will live. Disappear. Yeah, that will eat the others. <laughs> I, it would just kind of disappear and then it'd show up later. Like, oh. it just roamed his house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he goes into his little thing at night and, like, <laughs> eats... But you would just be like, oh, there it is. I could crawl out from under the couch. You had to learn to like not. Like a Roomba. Yeah, like a Roomba. Pretty much exactly like that. A really slow Roomba. I think the only reason it worked and people weren't constantly jump scared is because we were all stoned all the time. Uh, yeah. We were like, is that a turtle? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, all right, cool. Cool. That's all. So we had, um, we couldn't have any pets in the college dorms. Okay. Except for fish okay now the only thing that's allowed besides fish is they have those little fully aquatic frogs yeah they're like tiny fully aquatic frogs yeah the problem is is that not everyone who got them because they wanted a pet realized that they can jump out of water oh yeah and so not all of the like because every fifth room had a freaking aquarium in it just like the little tiny five gallon or ten gallon aquarium and so every once in a while, when you'd move out, like, you would notice that just the frog was missing from your tank. Oh, no. And you wouldn't know why. Yeah. And then, like, when you moved out, you would just find, like, oh. dehydrated frog underneath something. Oh, no. It was very sad. We found a dehydrated gecko the other I day. I remember it. It was sad. He was smushed. Yeah. He crawled and he couldn't get out. It just sucked. I will say my fish... Um, for the longest time, we're all Stargate named. Nice. In college. We um, had we had fish. They were all named after um, singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Freddie Mercury. He died first, which was apt. Yeah. And then there was a Steve Perry fish. There you go. I can't remember who else we had. The longest surviving fish that we had was MacGyver. Nice. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Found a way. I was also the person who I have a phobia of of dead creatures including yeah. tiny fish yeah i couldn't be in the same room <laughs> so my friend would have to go into the room scoop the fish out and then get rid of it before i could go back into my dorm you know room. what that would weird me out too i remember one time i thought one of our fish died so i was like well i guess i can't watch tv in the living room exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, i uh... guess i have to burn the house down <laughs> <laughs> And I waited for Jen to come home and deal with the fish. Yeah. There was also a person who, um, for most of a semester, was actually successful in keeping a bunny rabbit under her, um, that she had, she had a raised bed, and there was a bunny rabbit cage under oh. it because its name was Fish. I mean, You it's can only a fish. have fish. Yeah. So she actually, for most of a, most of the entire semester, successfully had a bunny rabbit. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they don't really make any noise, so... Yeah. Um, 
Meanwhile, John is like, please, oh, right. please McKay, get us out of here. Yeah. And that's when the Milky Way gate opens up. It is Landry's voice. Mm-hmm. He assumes they're still at the Midway station while McKay works on the macro. Check and check. Yep. Landry understands what John is doing. He really, really does. And honestly, he'd even call it brave. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't turn that fucking ship around right now, I will personally see that your career is over and John just turns it off. Nope, I dispel this magic. Because that way, I don't know what he's going to say. I, I personally see that you get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I um, will personally, your career's over because you'll get to retire on top. I can't disobey direct order if I never heard it. Yep, I'm proud of him. And McKay finishes the macro and they are set to go. One last chance to change their minds. Nope. I mean... Carson is regretting not taking his turtle somewhere. I mean, but you're here, dude. Yeah. There's, we're done. So at the Athosian settlement, Ronan and Taylor already have a visitor. Yeah. Layden Redeem. Oh, yes. Basically, he sees an opportunity. Yep. Now that Earth is gone, and there's no, like, help from Atlantis in the same way anymore, he wants to recruit two of the galaxy's best fighters. Okay, okay. Taylor's like, we have a job. It's called Rebuilding My People Settlement. Yep. Uh, yeah, this settlement looks great, though. It's been, like, six weeks. Yeah, I think you're set. And he turns to Ron and he goes, do you really want to be, like, a carpenter and, like, carrying brush and shit? Like, that's what you want to do as a career? Let's be honest. The reason you're here is to kill some wraith. You have a very specific set of skills. Mm-hmm. He's like, come with the Janai. Yes, we have a um, muddled history. But we're growing. I can see why it would be... I would take the same opportunity line I did, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. These are two highly valuable, like, assets to have on your team. Yeah, it's like, well, if you ain't taking them, we'll fucking take them. Exactly. You know, but we are growing, and we have some serious wraith-crippling plans. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I will not go into detail here. Yep. Um, but we could use those specific skills you have. Yeah. Ronan's like, yeah, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. You can uh, go fuck off from where you came from. Yep. Too bad, Landon says, and he wonders if time, if Ronan will change his mind, or if he's going to be happy farming tava beans for the rest of his life. Hey, don't talk to me like that. On the outside of the tent, Taylor tries to make a case, actually, for not working for the Janai, but working with them. Because with the Earthlings gone, the Janai are actually the most powerful and best organized yep. fighting group against the Wraith yep. in the galaxy. That's true. It's like, like it or not. It's better to have them on our side. Ronan's not having it anyway. He's like, nah, the ancestors will do something. <laughs> and Taylor knows that Ronan eventually will get bored here. Yeah. The Athosians aren't fighters, they're farmers, and that's the opposite of Ronan. Yep. And Ronan's like, then maybe this place isn't for me anyway. And I have a very strong hunch that Ronan would go solo again before he goes to work with Janai. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's when the rest it of the team... It was never his bag to be part of a team anyway. He just yeah. happened to really like this one. Yeah, this was a very um, specific circumstance. Yeah. The rest of the team comes in from off screen. And while they're excited at the reunion, Ronan's like, something's wrong. Yeah, why are you here? Something's fucky. Back in the tent, McKay tells them about the ARGs. They disrupt the connection between the replicator nanites. Ronan's like, not what I asked. That's not the words I want to hear. He's like, kicking ass or not? Yes, they work good. Yeah. And John emphasizes, he's like, look, we don't just need you because, like, you know your way around the city. We Mm -hmm. need you because you're part of our team. 
we have a plan. It is a good plan, yep. I'm hoping. And we are not going to let the replicators take plan. our home away from us. Yeah. Also, Jack and Woolsey might be alive. That's a benefit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my intention, is we're going in for a rescue mission. That yeah. would be my thought. And at night, the jumper lifts off the ground. They dial Atlantis. McKay puts his program in to drop the Atlantis gate shield, which we see the replicators in Atlantis trying to put the shield up and failing. Mm -hmm. John just hopes their plan works, as does McKay, and they head through the gate, and we end the episode with just a long gate tunnel, and it to be continued. This is fun. This is a great way to bring Jack back without bringing Jack back. You know what I mean? Um... So that's fun. I just want to see how this turns out. <laughs> I love seeing Weir kind of fall apart too. Yeah, it it that, brings the it brings a little bit of um, uh, like a little bit b- back grounded and a little reality for her. Yeah, yeah. Because it's how many of these people have talked to their families? Yeah, since they got back. Yeah. How much do you share? Like, McKay's a different case, but... But, like, Carson? Yeah. Magically, you're back? From whatever this mission was? Yeah. And you know he's close to his parents. Yep. Like, John? There's a lot of things. We don't know if John is close to his family. We have no idea. We have no idea. John's family. So, I feel like his family may never know he made it back I mean, I, I, I know about his family. Oh, I don't know about his family. You don't know about this. I'm going to find out. Spoiler, you'll uh, someday. Next week. Not next week. I've decided that I'm going to find out. At some point, you will will hear a bit more. John's family is all replicators. He is actually an ancient. Yep, John. John's actually a replicator. Okay. Replica John. Um, he's been a plant from the first episode. Do you know that we're almost two hours into this episode? (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, long episode. My my timer reads one forty six nineteen, one forty six twenty one, one forty six twenty two. Carol, stop, guys. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why. Oh, I know why I forgot. You didn't to have, have coffee. coffee. I know why because we ran out of creamer, and I was like, "Well, fuck that," because it's me, and I'm not great well, with black coffee. Can I tell you? So last weekend, uh-huh. I rediscovered how much milk tea and boba tea is one of the greatest things ever. So I spent all week making my own version of milk tea, Mm -hmm. just like oversteep some tea, sweetened almond milk. Yep. Perfect. I ran out of sweetened almond milk. And then you go, fuck it. Yeah, you can't even have regular tea. It's I know, I know. So that's, I know the feeling. Um, Coffee, did... however, I will drink black as the night is cold for the rest of my life. Yeah. And just inject it into my veins. Guys, we'll see you next week with part two. Of the return. Oh, right. The returning. The returning inning. <laughs> uh, hey, we made it without major rains. Yes. I hope y'all didn't fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> Except your us, dogs. Send us reading. Reading? Reading suggestions I'll take, too. And watching suggestions. For for post-schooling for grace. Eight weeks out. Eight more. Will I be done with school before we finish the seasons? No. Because we're doing back to... We're doing both. 
That's what I mean. Why I will be done with school before we finish the season. Yes, you will be done with school first. Yeah. Because we have... I'm less than one season away from being done with school. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see you next week with part two. Until then, find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us at Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at There's no place like Tara. Patreon.com. There's no place like Tara. Like us, review us where you find your podcasting apps. I'm not even saying words anymore. <laughs> okay, bye. The dog donuts return. The donut return. The dog donuts.